Blog Talk Radio. I'm glad we're here, and I'm glad that you're here doing your show today, and it'll be a podcast a little bit later. And I know you've got an exciting topic to talk about from the Bible, and I appreciate that. I enjoyed listening to them as well as others. And uh, so what are we talking about today, Daddy Dearest? The Book of Esther. Cool. All right. Is that the one that gets a husband? Right. I told a lot of my friends listening, they want to get some tips. So anyway, excuse it. Uh, good. So let's hear what you, what you got to say about it. All right. Uh, I want to talk about Esther. Now, there's two women that are headlined in the Bible, Esther and Ruth. Amazing. Of all the books in the Bible, 66 of them, according to KJV, that's King James Version, Esther and Ruth are numbered, are pictured in the Bible. But uh, Esther was an amazing woman to me. She uh, she reminds me of my high school sweetheart. No, not my sweetheart, but there's a young lady when I was growing up named, well, I'll call her name, Nancy. And I thought she was absolutely gorgeous, you know, just as a kid. But she had nothing to do with me. Well, she's my friend. She talked to me, talked to me quietly in reserve, because I was interested in a lot of things than worship. I'd be in church, and she never would sit beside me. But she was my friend. But I thought she was absolutely gorgeous, beautiful, Mediterranean complexion, dark hair, eyes of beautiful eyes. But anyway. And uh, Esther was like that. But Esther, in the King James Version, showed me that God will let his people go into uh, the restrictions of of captivity that he never would forsake them. He always took care of them, even when they were in uh, enemy hands. And the book of Esther is that way. Uh, as of three, right in the in the King James version, he's called Azarus, but it means Exerpties, as they showed in the New International Version. I know there's a lot of people don't like KJV because it's written in the English that a lot of times you can't understand, and you have to have a preacher to, to discern. I was in seminary, and they, it was it was a King James version. But the professor spent probably quarter of the class explaining something that a KJV meant. Whereas sometimes in in, in different versions, it would be uh, easy to understand. So I read the KJV and I read the International. I read all kinds of versions, but there there is a well, I'm not going to get involved in that. But remember this, that whatever you do, read the Bible, B-I-B-L-E, 66 books, and it tells you about Christ. The whole emphasis of the New Testament is Christ. Anyway, in the uh, KJV, uh, this happened during Exercise rule. He had 127 provinces. I mean, the guy was wealthy. He was powerful. His royal throne was in Susa, 
and the third year of his reign, he gave a banquet to all nobles and officials. For a full 180 days, he displayed the vast wealth of his kingdom and the splendor and glory of his majesty. And when the days of the kings were over, when the days were over, the king gave a banquet lasting seven days. The king's palace and all the people from the laced to the greatest who were in the citadel of Susa. The gardener had hangings, white and blue and linen fashioned with corset. Oh, it was just beautiful. Marble couches, gold. It's everything that we could want. And yet, some people were there. Xerxes had a queen called Vesta, Viesta. He also gave a banquet for the women. When I was on the seventh day, the king was high in the spirits, and then he had not drunk, but he was full of wine. He was high. He commanded the seven his seven closest eunuchs serve him to go get Queen Vesta, bring her down to the to where he was, and she refused to come. The queen refused the king. She refused to come. The customary that. This happened. The king either killed her, took her away, or whatever. But he didn't know what to do. He tried to be a good king. He called, he called his servants and asked him what to do. So the nobles got together and they came up with a solution. Contact will become known to all the women so they will despise their husband and say, King Xerxes commanded King Queen Vesta to come brought before him. She will not come. This very day, the Persians and the media women on the ability who have heard about the queen and conduct will respond to the king's nobles in the same way. And there are no end to despair. Well, you know, that's the way I want. Oh, excuse me, my daughter's on the phone. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the way of a woman. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I asked God one time, I said, how do you understand women? He said, I don't know you tell me. <laughs> no, I, God didn't say that, but there's a lot of truth in uh, it caught a lot of truth in husbands and women and men and women. But remember, the vessel was ordered to come down. She refused. And so they issued a product rather and brought her down. And I'm not going to know all that happened to her. But anyway, she came down. But later, no, she didn't come down. But later when the king, when the kings have gotten, I was angry and he was fewer. It's a sign he remembered that vessel. And he said, well, I, she was a beautiful woman, and she was my queen. Well, anyway, they said to the king, they told the king, said, why don't you do something very unusual? And all the women together in the province of your province there, and let's find a beautiful virgin. And let her become the woman the king, king wishes. And the advice appealed to him. Of course it had. Now... In the citadel of Azissa, a Jew of a tribe of Benjamin named Mordecai, son of Jerah, and the son of Allah, I'm going to all of that. Mordecai had a cousin named Hadassah, whom he had brought up because he, she had neither father or mother. This young woman was also known as Esther. So here's a young girl. She had a right to be bitter. She had lost her mother and father. They had died. Her tribe was in uh, 
captivity. There is no one, and Mordecai took her as his own daughter. She was lovely. She had a figure, a lovely figure, and was beautiful. Mordecai had taken her as his own daughter, and her mother and father had died. Well, when the king gave this order to find virgins that were fair and beautiful, Esther was brought before the king, not before the king, before the uh, tribe. And she was selected as one of the young women that was to be brought before the king. And here was a young lady. Her mother and father died. She was adopted by Mordecai. She was beautiful. I, I can imagine how beautiful she was. But anyway, she was brought before the king's servants. She was assigned to a seven. She was assigned to seven female attendants. What the world do? I don't know. And moved her from her attendants into the best place in the in the harem because Esther became friends with the man who's in charge of the whole situation to the king, and he pleased. It. He was pleased with Esther. That's the kind of girl she was. Not only beautiful inside and outside. She had a beautiful disposition. She didn't run around. She didn't do this. She didn't cut up like most women would or most men. But she attended to her duties and moved to her among, in the best place of the harem. Harem had not revealed her nationality in her family background. Mordecai, who she obeyed, didn't live with him, but obeyed him, had instructed her to bid her, forbid her do so, and every day he walked back and forth near the courtyard in the home to find out how Esther was, what happened to her. But things went on, and there's no problem at all. Esther became even more beautiful. Uh, she learned how to put her eyebrows on, or what do you guys do? My daughter knows how that goes. But... I love you, Dad. <laughs> Please go on. <laughs> My eyebrows. <laughs> That's funny. Go ahead. What is it? What is it? Eyelashes, eyebrows. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. I know what a beautiful woman looks like. I can tell you that. Your mother's beautiful. Anyway, uh, in the evening, she returned to another part of the harem in the care of Shalhazayas, uh, the king's eunuch, and he was in charge of the concubine. She would return. She would not return to the king unless she pleased would not summon her by name. When the turn came for Esther, now, remember, there were hundreds of ladies there. But when her turn came, a young woman, Mordecai, had adopted to go to the king. She asked for nothing other than Haggai, the king's eunuch, who was in charge of the harem, and suggested. That's the one approval and a favor of everyone who saw her. That's how beautiful she was, both in and out. Remember, there's a thing of beauty. But when God's in your heart, become beautiful inside as well as your external beauty. She is taking the king, Xerxes, in the royal residence in the 10th month of Tibet in the 7th year of his reign. If you ever want to study uh, history and biblical of Bible uh, verses and time, dates and time, Esther is a good place to start because it gives you time. It gives you times a year. The king was attracted to Esther. 
He had to be more than any other woman. She won his favor and his approval. There was a young girl, a young woman by now, and she had put before the king, and the king loved her. So he set a royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vesta. King gave a banquet, Esther's banquet for all, have a, have a great banquet, Esther's banquet for all us and I was an official. He proclaimed a holiday when the virgins had the symbol. Second time, Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate. But Esther kept, but let Esther had kept secret her feathered background. And that's what I just said Mordecai had told her to do. She, she continued to follow Mordecai's instructions as she had done when he was running her up. During this time, Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate. Two men that served a king devised a plan to assassinate the king. Mordecai found out about the plot and told Queen Esther, who in turn reported to, to the king, giving credit to Mordecai. And when the world was investigated and found out to be true, the two officials were paneled on post or crucified. All this was done according to the Book of Appeal. Esther kept all the secret of her nationality. But Mordecai had told Esther about the plot. Esther had told the king, and the king had the people to Gaza killed. <sighs> After this, a guy named Haman, so, or whatever, elevated him to give him a seal of honor. And the oriole and all the people bowed down to him. Mordecai would not kneel down or pay him honor. But did you remember? And he kept the faith. He didn't honor anybody kneeling down, only God himself. Oh, by the way, in the book of Esther, it's the only book in the Bible that God is not mentioned. Isn't amazing? There's no mention of God, but we know that God did not forsake them. As we can see in the book of Esther, God kept him. He did not, he did not, uh, he's not mentioned as God. Everybody knew that. When, as when Haman was in power, Haman was not a guy that got, that the king had brought to him. Not Mordecai, Mordecai was a Jew. Haman was a, a Gentile under uh, Xerxes. Haman saw that Mordecai would not kneel or pay him honor. He was enraged. In the twelfth year of the king of Xerxes, in the first month of Nisan, Per, that's a lot, was cast in the presence of Haman to select a day and a month and an hour, and a lot fell on the month. Anyway, they, they, Haman was elevated up to the highest in the in the land next of course of Xerxes. And the king gave Haman a, a Senate ring. To understand what the Senate ring is, that time that time in history, when the king gave an order and he sealed it with a ring, it could not be overshadowed. It had to be ruled in could not be ruled out. It could not be brought down. It had to be done. That's how powerful a signal ring was. And Haman had this signal ring. He told King, he said, I'll give you this and this and this. And King said to Haman, do with these people as you please. 
Amen had a plan. The plan was to destroy Jews of all the lands. He hated the Jews. He hated Mordecai because Mordecai would not give him the time of day. He wanted him to bow, but Mordecai said, I ain't bowing nobody but God himself. He didn't say that because, as I said, there is no mention of God in the in the uh, book of Esther. And every day when Haman would leave the palace, go to his home, there was Mordecai sitting at the gate, not paying any attention whatsoever. <laughs> so anyway, as time went forth, he devised a plan to get rid of the Jews. His plan was simply this. On a certain day, at a certain time, the Jews were to be annihilated. They were not they could not bear arms. They were in captivity, remember. And they were brought before the king and they were given everything needed but they could not bear arms. They they just could not. They were in captivities. Mordecai saw this, and um, excuse me, Haman saw this and devised a plan that on this day in history that every Jew would be brought before them and killed. Mordecai had brought this upon himself. See, Mordecai would not bow. So Haman said, well, you don't have to bow because I'm going to kill you. I'll kill all of you. So he gave this test. Listen to it. He sent all the horses out to all the tribes, different towns, and across the kingdom. And on this day, they were to rise up against the Jews and kill them. They were not allowed. They were not allowed weapons. So is it going to be easy to be done? And Mordecai was absolutely stunned. What have I done, God? I'm sure he prayed. He prayed and prayed and prayed and. What am I to do? And Esther, the queen, lovely Jewish lady, was in wondering, said, what in the world happened to him? So she sent servants out to find out from Mordecai, what are you mad about? What is wrong with you? Mordecai said, listen, honey. I raised you. You're not to be. You have never told them your true nationality. But remember this: that they are going to kill the Jews. I want you to go before the king and explain to him. And Esther was like, "Whoa, I can't do that, Mordecai. Do you understand that no one can come before the queen unless he asks for them." But if he sees me, and he has a gold censer and a scepter in his hand, and if he approaches and he recognizes me and he pleases me, he will let me come in. But if not, it's a direct order to kill me. Mordecai said to him, do you not realize that you are a Jew, that you're not above all Jews? You're a simple Jew. You're beautiful. God said that you'll always be a Jew and you will be recognized and established. So Esther, with much contemplation, said, well, 
I'll tell you what I'll do. Get all the people together in Susa. That's the city they were in. Get all the people together and fast and pray for three days. And I and my servants will do the same. And if he kills me, so be it. If not, he'll see me. You know, that takes courage. But what did that beautiful Esther do? The first thing she did was pray. That's the first thing you do when you get in trouble. You should pray. You should pray constantly. You'll pray constantly for yourself, for your loved ones, for people that you hate, for people that you love. Remember that prayer is the most powerful thing that we have. I know we all have great cell phones. I think my daughter told me she had a cell phone that uh, some kind of like 12 or something. I don't know what it is. I have a simple phone. <laughs> but he don't laugh. That's truth. But <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but remember this. Prayer is the most powerful thing that we can have. So the first thing Esther did, prayed. She prayed and fasted for three days. And she went to the inner court. Now remember, when she entered that inner court, and she stood there. If the king was pleased to see her, he would offer the golden scepter to her. If not, she'd be killed immediately, even though she was a queen. Oh, I have Well, obviously. The king said, what is it, Queen Esther? What is your request? This is how pleased he was with it. Even half of the kingdom, it will be given you. If it pleases the king, replied Esther, let the king come together with Haman. That's the guy that hated the Jews. And I'll prepare a banquet for them. Bring Haman at once. Haman came in. Anyway, they went on and she did She did this. and She gave them a banquet and she says to the king, even half the kingdom will be granted if you, whatever you want. I mean, this guy was, was, was absolutely put down, put up, put around with Esther. That's how beautiful she was, both in and out. Her heart was pure, and Esther was pure. Not like me or other people. She just she just was that kind of girl. I'm going to give you a testimony about something. My sister died recently, maybe three years ago. Nancy, the girl that was so beautiful that I was struck with, Came into the, uh, uh, why do we do that? When, when we all get together and give my sister honor. There was a line, you know, me and four people, four people in line that are the, are the, are the people. And there was Nancy. She and I met face to face. Fifty years had passed then. And there was Nancy. I looked at her. She looked at me. And you could tell that between the looks, that she had very strong looks of herself to me and I to her. We dismissed it because it was not the time for that. But as she walked away, she looked over her shoulder. She looked at me and she smiled. Oh, God, my heart was in my throat. For a moment there, I was not know why I was doing that funeral. But anyway, it never passed. It never. We never got together. Lord, I still loved her. Anyway, Esther had given the king 
banquet and Haman, the king of the Jews, and formed this conspiracy, gave it to her. And Esther stood before the king and he said to the king, the reason I have done this, done this for you, and done this for us, is that I am a Jew. And this man here, Haman, has plotted to get rid of all the Jews in the land. She will not did she will know to fulfill his request of what he had said. And the king was enraged. He had stormed out of his uh not office, but his place into the garden. And Esther reclined back on the couch that they did in the at that time of day, I mean that time and Esther was reclined on the couch, and Haman threw himself on the couch, begging for his life, because he knew that the king would kill him. And the king walked back in and he said, Not only have you violated me, now you're trying to violate the queen. And the guy, the king, had Haman hung on a cross, the same cross that he had delighted to give to, to the people to hang Mordecai. So instead of Mordecai being hung, Haman was hung. And the people and the king was delighted. But the story goes, the king could not sleep. So he asked for the book of Chronicles the record of his reign brought and read to him. Mordecai was found, recorded there, that Mordecai had had exposed the two enemies that was to assassinate the king. What honor recognition has the Mordecai received of this? Nothing has been done for him. Who was in the court? Anyway, they, they were brought they brought uh uh high high they brought Mordecai in, and he was ruled but told by Haman, this is before he was crucified now, to go and go before the king and answer to the king, and the king and the lights and all this. And then Haman was ordered to give the Mordecai a special robe worn by the king, a special horse with a crown on him, and to parade the guy through the streets of, of Susa, claiming how great he was. <laughs> he was a guy that hated Jews, going to crucify the Jews. Now he was the honor of the guy, the guy that caused him the, the, this hate. And the story goes on like that. And so the king and Haman went to the queen's banquet that that same hour, he was hung by that throat to the cross. And the water guy had devised a plan. If he could, he was going to let the king see what was, what was on his mind. And Haman's face, then Habana, one of, one of the eunuchs of the attendant king, said, a pole reaching height of 50 cubics. A uh, cubic is 18 inches, uh, so it's yeah, pretty high. Had to be set up, and Haman was 
pass upon this host and crucify. The same day, King Esther, King Xerxes gave Queen Esther the state of Haman. So the queen, not only was the queen, but she was given Haman's estate. The story goes, Esther pleaded, again pleaded with the king, falling into the and weeping. She begged him, put an end to the evil plan of Haman. And the king said, honey, I can't do that. It's an order given by me, signed by this ring, uh, entrenched by the wing. Uh, we can't go, go go against it. So Mordecai said, well, if we can't go against it, then please let the Jews have the weapons to defend themselves. And the king agreed. So the rules were written. All the kings went out. I mean, all the horses went out to tell the Jews they can defend themselves. And all the people that were planning on hurting the Jews began scared. And they were scared because Hagar, I mean, uh, Esther, appealed to the king. Well, Mordecai had written the order. And was again, taken of all the Jews into the sand traps, and sand traps, governors, and nobles of 127 provinces, stretching from India to Kush. These orders were written in the script language, each province and language their own, and also to the Jews. Regardless of that, what happened was on that day, that very day, the Jews rose up against the people that were against them and destroyed and killed them. Wow. Because, why? Because Queen Esther was there. The Queen Esther had, with all her beauty, she also had intelligence. She never once went against Mordecai. The Jews were brought up, brought brought into the focus. And so King the king ordered Mordecai and made him second command under him. And there was a Jew that was in second command in Queen Esther who gave her life, her allegiance, to the Jews and to God with no mention of God in this Bible, this book. And there was the king, the queen, and Mordecai, and the Jews were saved. They were saved and order uh, order was given to the Jews. Never forget this date. It's called Purim. And every year it's it's best it's it's celebrated. And this is a very, very, very holiday for the Jews. For two days, they're given a test of what it is. And Purim today is still and still celebrated. And Esther, the queen, the king, Xerxes, Mordecai is the result of that book. So that's uh, more in depth about Queen Esther, but that's where you can understand. And today, we celebrate the Jewish holiday, Purim, for two days. And that's the story that I give you today, the sermon that I give you today. Trust God. Pray.
and listen to him and listen to yourself and do what is right and be whatever you are, be beautiful inside, that's your heart, and outside, well, no one can make me beautiful, but Esther was beautiful. I love to see her anyway. But anyway, regardless of that, Esther is gone, but her holidays are gone. God bless you and hope the best for you. Keep going. That was a great story. I love that story. Okay. I really did. That that was like, wow, that lady has some guts. Mordecai, he has some guts. I love that. And Haman, <laughs> he's also he's an egotistical coward. I'm gonna say that. That's well, he's, hung, he, he's hung on a cross, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he was hung on a cross and, and everything. That's a, what a great example. And that is that is one heck of a girl. Okay. She's got a lot of girl power, God power. <laughs> girl power. <laughs> I love that. Thank you, Dad. What a great, what a great uh, uh, teaching sermon, whatever you want to call it. I really enjoyed that. I know others will that listen to the podcast and and so on. Um, so, do you want to tell people how to get in touch with you? Um, I'm, let me stop this for a second before you do that. I'm going to go meet my with my father in in, in um, September, and we're going to get together so we can put a workshop on for him, not for him, for you. And he's going to do some wonderful teaching. And uh, you guys will enjoy his workshop, and uh, I know I will. I enjoyed this story today, by the way. Um, okay, Dad, do you want to give him a way to talk to you? Your phone number, your email, whatever you're comfortable with. And, and just... you can call. Uh, I don't give him a phone number. You know, there's a uh, – I get uh, messages every day from across the nation, I mean across the world. And uh, today I got two from uh, Africa. It, it, this is everywhere. But you can reach me on my email at uh, Colonel Abbott 366 at gmail.com. Remember now, I can't answer all the emails. But you can ask me questions and I'll try to answer the questions. But there's just hundreds and hundreds of people that listen and our body and daily. Uh, like I said, I got message today from Africa, Greece, and, and I praise the Lord for that because uh, He has He's allowed me to uh, see the world and pray for the world. We're in terrible time, folks. And you can contact me on my email at Colonel Abbott, C O L O N E L. A B B O T T three six six at gmail dot com. I look forward to hearing from you. And if I can't answer, I'll answer them back. But if you have a specific question, I certainly will answer that. God bless you, and hope the best for you. All right, we'll see you next Friday at three p.m. And uh, you guys have a wonderful weekend. Anyway, Dad, I'll catch up with you later. All right. Okay. Bye bye. All right. I love you.